Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, 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 thank you
Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let your glory arise. Let your glory be in this place. Let my God show us your glory. Show us your glory. Yeah. We thank you, Father God, for brand new mercies. We thank you, Father God, for a brand new day. We thank you, Father God, for your peace. We thank you, Father God, for your love. We thank you, Father God, for your presence. We thank you, Father God, for who you are. We thank you, Father God, for who you are. We thank you, Father God, that we can pray to you. That we can request of you. That we can experience you. That we can encounter you. That we do not live a fatalistic life, Father God. We thank you for your overwhelming goodness. We thank you, Father God, for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love, your peace, your strength for waking us up this morning. For the activities of our limbs. For our shelter. For our food. For our friends. For our loved ones that no hurt, harm, or danger came to us, Lord God. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for Jesus dying on the cross, Lord God. We thank you for internet service and phone and tech phones and technologies and that we're able to worship here together. We thank you, Father God, for our marriages and our singleness and, Lord God, um, that um for community lord god we thank you for our children and our children that will be born lord god we thank you that you seated us in heavenly places with christ jesus we thank you father god that all power in heaven and earth is in your hands we thank you lord god for mercy we thank you for mercy we thank you for grace we thank you father god for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you've called us to be in christ jesus we thank you that our identity is in christ jesus we thank you father god that our children's identity is in christ jesus we thank you father god that no weapon formed against us shall prosper we thank you father god for giving us our daily bread Lord God, we thank you that you give us daily bread. We thank you, Lord God, that health is our reasonable portion. We thank you, Father God, that you consider us in all things. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for holiness. We thank you, Lord God, for holiness, Lord God. We thank you, my God, for all that you do for us, through us, my God, and with us. We thank you for the assignments you've given us. We thank you for the ministry of reconciliation. We thank you, Father God, for ears to hear, Father God, in the natural as well as the spiritual. We thank you, Father God, for eyes to see, for opening blind eyes. We thank you, Father God, for a palate to taste food. We thank you for our teeth. We thank you for our larynx and our lungs, Lord God so that we can breathe. We thank you for our kidneys, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. My God, we thank you for all things, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for how you forgive us, Lord God, that you do not keep a record stacked against us, Lord God. We thank you that you are not man, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are not man. And this morning, Father God, we thank you, Father God, for overwhelming victory in every area of our lives. And we drive out the spirit of offense, my God, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to, uh, good morning, welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. I am Lakeisha M. Johnson, a.k.a. LMJ. Um, and I'm so glad to be here with you morning this morning to be in community with you, to be in fellowship with you, um, to, to, to be able to um, share what I know that the Spirit of the Lord um, uh, wants us to focus in. I just thank you, Father God, for all that you are. Um, I'm, I'm just, oh my God, that how, my God, we worship you this morning. So do me a favor, share the video. Um, and I want to deal with something real quick. And then 
we're still going to sit in a place where we need more wisdom. Can you put that in your comments? We need more wisdom. Lord, I need more wisdom. If I'm going to function at the next level, if I'm going to walk in my assignment, my purpose, I'm going to have to have more wisdom. I'm going to have to have more knowledge. I'm going to have to understanding. I'm going to have to have a deeper revelation of who you called us to be. I have to know what your perfect will is for my life. I have to know what your will is for my family. And the only way that I'm going to gain those things is that I get wisdom, that I get the wisdom that I need. Not my wisdom, not my wisdom, not my wisdom. Just like not your will be done, not my wisdom. Let me do something real quick first. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over Mama Jeanette. We thank you, Father God, for supernatural strength. We thank you, Father God, that health is her reasonable portion. We thank you, Father God, that you are pouring your love out on her and that she receives your love. Strengthen her to the core, Lord God. Strengthen her to the core, Lord God. Let her rise up in every circumstance and situation. We thank you, Lord God, that you have already given her the strength to overcome Father God. So we thank you, Lord God, that you are unlocking doors today for Mama Jeanette. We drive out the spirit of fear, worry, anxiety, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, like in Hebrews 11, that she enters the rest of Jesus today, Lord God, and that she receives her full benefits of the cross. Overwhelm her with your goodness, Overwhelm her with your power today. Let her feel a strength like none other, my God. We thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I had to stop and do that. In Jesus' name, amen. So we need more wisdom. We need, we need more wisdom. We need more wisdom. And the only way to grow in wisdom is to always acknowledge that I need more wisdom. My God, that I need more wisdom. My God, we only stop growing when we don't recognize that we need more of something. We need, my God, Lord, I need more wisdom. I need more wisdom. I need wisdom for my finances. I need wisdom for my health. I need wisdom for my children. I need more wisdom. I do not cap out in wisdom. There is kingdom wisdom for everything. Wisdom is a key. Oh my God. Even if I think I understand something, I probably can come back and get more wisdom. When I think I do not need wisdom, pride has probably set in. When I think that I already know everything, Pride has probably already, pride is getting the advantage. Pride is trying to take over me. So I need more wisdom. But before we deal with getting more wisdom today, can we stand as a body, my God, against the spirit of offense? The Lord is really, even for myself, it's been making me dig deeper in myself to see places and ways in which I can be easily offended. I'm telling you, the enemy right now wants the body of Christ. Christians, those that have been living in the word of God for a long time, he is coming in so crafty with the spirit of offense. My God, like something happens, something little happens. And remember, remember this, here's, some, here's a wisdom key. We take on offense. Ooh. 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 We take we take on offense. We take it on. It's not nobody can cause us to be offended. Nobody can cause us to be upset. I told you guys all before. I remember one time I was mad. I was upset and I called my mom and I was like, they made me mad. And my mother said to me, nobody has the power to make us mad. So we're going to drive out and identify offense as a problem, as an issue. Because the point of offense for, for you to become offended is so that you can det det detach from the body and be like the little gazelle. <laughs> 
If y'all never heard my little gazelle, my little gazelle analogy, you're about to hear my little gazelle analogy. So you can be like the little gazelle all off by yourself. Oh my God. And for those of us that have caused offense, can I tell you something? My mouth, my, my mouth, my mouth, my, not, I ain't never going to do nothing to try to offend or hurt somebody. I've had to overcome my mouth in so many ways because sarcasm was kind of my go-to, right? So sarcasm was kind of my go-to. So I have had to overcome my mouth in so many ways. I had to overcome the slickness of my mouth. And sometimes the old me will try to surface. But for the most part, my intentions, my God, is never ever to offend somebody. Most people who do things whose heart is right towards God, their intention, intention is never to offend somebody. So as a responsible, mature person, your assignment and job is to weigh the character of the person. I'm, ooh, I'm gone. I'm gone. Come on now. It's to weigh the character of a person. It's to weigh a character. Pause before you get offended by something somebody says and does and weigh the character. Is this, this, is this their normal nature? Um, my God, especially when someone has proved time and time again how much they love you. When somebody has proved time and time again how much they care for you. You, in, this is wisdom. You got to begin to judge the character. Now, if you look at the character of a person and this is somebody that their character is consistent to be mistreating, come on now, my God, if they care, then that's something different. But look at the character, look at the character, look at the character of the person. And then for those of us, uh, look at the character, ask the Lord, look at the character, tap into the character person. And then for those of us who um, we we think we have ways about us, uh, we need to continue, continue to work on our ways. Ooh. We need to continue to work on our ways. We have to continue to work on our ways. We have to continue to work on our ways. We have to continue to show to, to the Lord. I had offended a group of people and I didn't even know. And I don't even know if they know I offended them. Can I bring this up? But I was at dinner with some friends one time and I made a little slick comment as I was leaving. And when I made this little slick comment as I was leaving, my God, the Lord showed me way later. He said, they took offense in the comments you made. They don't know that they took offense in the comments you made, but they took offense. And my comment was kind of funny, right? But serious at the same time. And I caused offense. He said, they don't even recognize that offense came in their heart towards you, but their actions toward me. I mean, we're going to get delivered this morning. Their actions towards me begin to show that they were offended, their love, their compassion. And instead of dealing with the offense or coming to me and saying to me, I don't appreciate how you did that. I don't appreciate what you said. They just let the offense kind of ride out in their heart. So let me tell you something about offense. It will lay dormant. I'm going to go to sleep today or something run. Offense will lay dormant. Even when you're still connected to a person, even when you're still dealing with a person, if you do not deal with what happened, offense will lay dormant. Let me show you something too. Let me show you something God showed me this morning. It will lay dormant. Like it will lay down inside somewhere. It'll lay dormant. Even if you see the person at church, even if you're working with the person, if you don't, the, the scripture tells us when you got a problem with your brother, or your sister, tell me what you're supposed to do. What you supposed to do? If you got a problem with your brother or sister, or if you got a problem with something, Lord, I thank you for the wisdom on this. We finna eradicate and deal with the the body of Christ. When you got an offense, he said, when you when you got a problem with your brother, when you got a problem with your brother or sister, what you supposed to do? When I got a problem, you have a problem with someone. It, what does the Bible tell me to do? What does the Bible tell me to do? The Bible tells me talk. Yeah, go tell them. Go tell them you got a problem with them. Go go tell them I got a problem. I got a problem with what you said. I got a problem with what you do. My God. Matthew 18, 15, 17. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault in private, in private, in private, in private. Don't go tell 
five other people before you get to the person unless you're talking to people to ask them for more wisdom how to handle this situation. You are child of Christ. This is your responsibility. This is not their responsibility. Somebody might not even know that they offended you. Oh my God. So if Matthew 18, 15 and 17, if your brother sins against you and go tells him his fault between you and him alone, go talk to that person. Do not talk to anybody else unless they have the ability to help you with this situation from the word of God and nothing. Offense has to be dealt with from the word of God. I'm going to say it one more time. Offense has to be dealt with um, from the word of God. It says, if he listens to you, guess what? You gained a brother. My God, the only way I don't talk to somebody that has offended me is because I lack maturity in that area. I don't even know I'm not immature. I don't even know that I'm not immature. My God. And the only way I don't respond to somebody telling me that I, I don't, um, that they're offended is I lack immaturity. If a person comes to you, I don't care how, well, they just too overly sensitive. And people can be overly sensitive. And they just, no. If you are my brother and sister in Christ, and I, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 if I'm going to love, suffer long, if I'm going to love you without judging you, if I'm going to love you the right way, boom, right? That's, the, that's our merit. That's our system to judge how we love each other. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. If you have not spent time understanding how we are to love each other, that's probably got to become the premises and the basis for what you do. Ooh! My God. Come on. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. Love never gives up. Love cares for, for others more than for self. Love doesn't want what it don't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swell head. Love doesn't force itself on others. It, it isn't always me first. Love doesn't fly off the handle. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Love does, doesn't revel when others grovel. Love takes no pleasure in the flowering of truth. Love puts up with anything. Love trusts God always. Let me pause. Love trusts God always. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? Can, can, I, can I pause for a second and tell you something? If God has assigned somebody to your life, if God, and you know when God has called you into a relationship or called you to a prayer group or called you to a prayer church or called you to this devotional, you felt the strong unction and connection in such a pure way to be connected to, to something for a season, for a lifetime or whatever else, right? Then I'm not putting my trust in the person because people will fail us. People will disappoint us. People will do things they ain't got no business. I'm trusting in God and his timing, his wisdom, his knowledge, and his perfect will that tells me I'm supposed to be connected to this person. So I'm going to trust God with this relationship. My, my gavel dropped. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God with the relationship that he's brought me to. I'm going to trust God with the community he's brought me to. I'm going to trust God. I'm not going to trust man. I'm putting my trust in no one. I'm putting my trust in God. But if I put my trust in man and the man disappoints me and fails me, that's a whole nother part. Then I may disconnect. It's in love never looks back, but it keeps going to the end. So if you, if he listens to you, you've gained your brother, right? But if he does not listen to you, then you're going to take one or two others along with you so that every charge may be established by evidence of two or three women. So women, so if your brother comes to you and say, boom, you offended, right? Uh, we can call them come to Jesus meetings. Come on, Holy Spirit, be all up in this. We can call them come to Jesus meetings. Uh, we can call them interventions. We can call them. But if, <laughs> here's the one thing I say. If multiple people are saying the same thing about you, then it's probably not wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If multiple people are saying the, the, the same thing about you, it's probably not. It's probably, it's not wrong. When everybody started telling me I was slick with my mouth, they were not, they were not wrong. <laughs> I, I, offense didn't want me to hear it. 
Offense didn't want me to see it. Offense didn't want me. See, offense is blinding. Offense is loud. Offense will crowd you out. Offense is slick. It didn't. So it says, gather, come on now. It says, established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And then if he refuses to listen to them, then you go to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, then let him be to you as a Gentile, as a tax collector. If he refuses to listen to the church, you just got to kind of let the person move on. But there's steps to this, right? There's there's steps to this, right? Galatians 6 and 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, (laughs) a sin, a mistake, if anyone is caught in any transgression and a sin or a mistake, you who are spiritual, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all know I'm a little extra. If you're new to the devotional, you're going to get all my extraness. It's just how, it's how I am. Um, if he's caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual. <laughs> I'm going home. You who are spiritual. <laughs> you spiritual folks. <laughs> Us spiritual folks. You who are spiritual. You who are, oh, something ain't right in my spirit. You who are spiritual. So the word, I'm just telling you what the word say. We live according to the word. You who are spiritual should restore him or her in a spirit of gentleness. You who are spiritual are supposed to restore him or her in a spirit of gentleness. Restore, not cast out. Restore, not run away from. Restore. See, and 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 it's been there's been abuse. I'm not saying it's not been abuse in the body of Christ, but if our eyes of our understanding are open to the hope of who we were called to be in Christ Jesus, a supernatural strength, the ministry of reconciliation, oh my God, will be way more important to us than our differences. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. Somebody run for me this morning. The ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of the fact that I don't want to lose a brother or sister in Christ, the ministry of the fact that I don't want to cause offense in the body, the ministry and the fact that I don't want to bring harm to the church. My God is going to allow me to position myself to be restoring them in a spirit of gentleness, in a spirit of gentleness. Now, Yes, let me help my easily offended folks out. Can I help y'all this morning? Can we help easily offended people? I, I Can I tell you I can teach on easy offense? Because I had to overcome it. So I have an authority to teach on what I overcome. I got an authority to teach over what I've overcome. I got an authority. When you have overcome something, you get a different key to unlock wisdom in somebody else. Oh my God. When you got when you've overcome something, when you master something, when you walk in a level, some you get you got a certain wisdom to come in and unlock somebody else. Some you may not even see. Some may somebody may have. So for my easily offended folks, I just want to talk to you. Because can I tell you something? If offense is in the root of your heart, if offense sits in the root of your heart, if insecurity, fear, all these things sit in the root of your heart, no matter how strong. Body says it. You're going to take it as if it wasn't in love. That's why you got to judge the character of the person. No matter how somebody says it, you're going to, this is destroying the body right now, the body of Christ. And then it brings strife. It kills the ministry of reconciliation. Offense is killing homes and marriages and children. Oh my God, relationships right now. My God, because the focus is on the little bitty petty stuff versus the over stuff. If I'm an easily offended person, anything you say to me is going to be taken out of context. It's going to be, if, I'm, if I think I'm right and there's no way I can be wrong. Anything that's said to me is going to be taken out of context. If I think I'm too spiritual, can I just be real? If I can't be teachable or coachable, oh my God, that's what's going to happen. So how do I know? How do I know if I'm somebody that's easily offended, right? How do I know? How do I know if I'm somebody that's even? So pause. What is offense? Offense, annoyance or resentment. Brought by a perceived 
I'm perceiving that you're insulting me. I'm perceiving that you're disregarding me. I'm perceiving. I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm, I'm resentful. I'm angry. I'm irritated. I'm exaggerating at the thought. Somebody say the thought. At the thought that you're offending me. At the thought that you're offending me. You may, Can I tell you something? 99% of the time when I'm on here, because remember, you got to remember, I'm using this as an example. My, I don't want to make this about me, but I think you're going to get it. And it's not just for me. It's for other people that preach the gospel. And this happens all the time. 99% of the time I'm on the devotional. God, when God gave me coffee and conversations, I'm giving you this as an example so you can help understand your pastor, your leaders, your teachers, your prophets that are put in your life. When we are preaching and teaching, if our hearts are right, this is our personal conviction. Now, God may give us examples to use, circumstances, or situations, but this is a personal conviction. This daily devotional, I'm giving this as an example. This daily devotional, God gave me to bring my personal relationship with Jesus to an impersonal world. That's what he told me. Get up, show them what it's like to live a devoted relationship with God. Show them what it's like. Show them the ups. Show them the downs. Show them your worship. Bring the personalization of Jesus into an impersonal world. So 99% of the time I'm teaching, the personal conviction comes to me as well. Ain't nobody preaching about you. <laughs> Ain't nobody preaching about you. Not, ain't nobody preaching towards you. Now, do people preach in their flesh? Yes. But 99% of the time, ain't nobody preaching about you. <laughs> ain't, no, ain't nobody preaching. Ain't nobody preaching personally to you. Ain't nobody trying to attack you. Ain't nobody trying to. My, that ain't how the body. That ain't how no man or woman of God. My God. That, that ain't not no real woman of God. That ain't how we think. Let me get up and teach. Oh, they said that. No, if we do, we preaching out of our flesh. Ain't nobody got time to be preaching out of our flesh. Because God going to hold us accountable for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Now, have we done it? Do we do it? Yes. But the Holy Spirit, but your feelings will make you think somebody's talking to you. Your feelings could, could make you think somebody's saying. So, when I'm easily, I'm, I'm easily offended. Ooh, come on now. When I'm easily offended. Signs, I may be the person. Now, if it touches you, it touches you. Signs I may be the person that's easily offended, right? Ooh. One, I complain more often than not. <laughs> venting is fine. Venting is fine. Venting is fine. But if complaining begins to take up a big part of your day, you are probably an easily offended person. <laughs> Venting is fine. You can vent. We, we supposed to vent. We supposed to share. We supposed to come to one another. But if complaining takes up a big part of your day, <laughs> oh, if complaining takes up a big part of your day, if complaining, if all you do is complain, even though the word of God, I'm just saying, with our spiritual selves, tells us to do everything without murmuring complaining. If complaining takes up a big part of your day, when there is more bad than there is good in your life, then it's time for you to start looking in the mirror. Ooh. Second thing is, somebody always doing something to you. Oh, nope, you don't do nothing to nobody else. Oh, I'm sweet, I'm loving, I'm kind. I will never do nothing to hurt nobody else. We all always all do something to somebody else. We may not intentionally. If you are always the victim, if you never do no wrong, if everybody else is your problem. If people could just be back, I, I, I lay my, I, I lay my life down. This me, this me, I'm talking about me personally. I lay my dad life down, like for everybody. I'm always kind, I'm always giving, I'm always loving, and people just mistreat me all the time. Can I tell you, people just need to get better. I don't need to get better. People need to be get better. Then you're probably the person that's offended. Nobody else, no, everybody else need to change but me. Everybody need to stop mistreating me. No, it's your choice in how you react to the people. It's the choice that how, how you react to the people. 
Everybody mistreat me. Everybody against me. People just don't like me. Everybody, no, it's how you react to the people. You got to take responsibility for your own feelings. You play a part. You're in charge of your feelings. You're in charge of your feelings. People are not assigned here to make you happiness. Your happiness, your content is in Christ Jesus, not people. People, well, if everybody, you know, if all my children just loved me, esteemed me, and did the things that they were supposed to be, I go, no, I'm not going to be basing my happiness on whether or not people act right with me. My God, my, I'm not, I'm not, right? So if I'm always a victim, another sign that you might be the person that easily offended is you are insecure. <laughs> it's not hard to tell if you're insecure. It's not hard to tell if you're insecure. If you, 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 it's not hard to tell if you're insecure. There's multiple ways to tell if you're insecure. Can I tell you something about insecurity? Insecurity is so loud. Can I show you how the Lord showed it to me? Um, and the devil is slick, but insecurity, I told you, I brought this up the other day. It's like a loud speaker. It speaks louder than anything. It muffles the voice of the Lord. Ooh. It will muffle the voice of the healthy relationships that God is trying to bring you in. So, some ways. How do I tell if I'm insecure? Insecure, always cutting down others to make myself feel better. Always talking back, bad about people behind their backs. And I talk about other people fairly often. When I'm insecure, I'm going to talk about other people fairly often. I'm going to talk about everybody because everybody else the issue. I ain't the issue, right? Um, insecurity is the root of being easily offended. When I'm easily offended, it's because I'm insecure. When, it, when I have not found my security yet in Christ Jesus, and because I've not found my security yet in Christ Jesus, and I'm looking for security in everybody else and everything else, then that's a problem. Another way you can tell us if you're insecure is if you are looking for validation from others in, instead of finding your worth in Christ. If I'm looking for you to invalidate me, to validate what I do, to validate the call of my life, to, to validate the friendship. Can I tell you something? Do you know how tiring it is to try to validate that you love somebody over and over again? Do you know how tiresome it is to a person to have to be in a relationship with someone to validate? Now, I am fine, right, with us loving and nurturing a person through most Definitely. But to constantly have to validate someone, oh my God, that means that person is not finding their validation in, in the person. You are not to have validation in relationship. You're to have support, love, all of this stuff. Yes. But that person is not assigned to you to validate you. That person is assigned to you for whatever kingdom assignment for y'all to grow in. So if I'm always looking for my self-worth in you, because the minute you don't validate me, the minute you don't give me my self-worth, I'm going to be offended with you. Ooh. My God, a person that's secure. If I'm secure, guess what happens? If you do something to me, if you do something to me, if I'm secure, guess what? When someone does something that offends me, listen, I'm easily going to brush it off. I'm not going to pack it in. Right? Can I tell you something? Unless it's major, I have to ignore it. I found myself, right? Because we're talking about my babies, right? I found myself in a conversation with a parent. And she asked me a question about Judah. But when she asked me the question, she did it real smug-like. Brush it off, Lakeisha. Did I brush it off? No, nah, I muttered on it a little bit. And the Lord caught me. He said, if you mutter on this a little bit, what's going to be able to happen next is, you're going to build offense down in your heart towards her. You need to release this. You need to forgive it. And in some way, I'm going to bless her. I'm just being honest. In some way, because anytime I do that and I bless someone, it breaks something off of me, right? So she wasn't trying to offend me. This is her, this is her, whatever. Now, usually 
Insecurity comes because you've never felt safe. I'm just going to give you that. And then we're going to get out of here. Insecurity comes usually because people never felt safe. Now, it is my job, if I love you, to make you feel as safe as possible. But it is your job to trust that you're safe with me. Ooh. Can I give you some other stuff? I'm just giving you what's in my notes. I'm just giving you what else. So the Lord had to deal with me on that. So you need to deal with this quickly. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I release her. <laughs> I release her. I release her. And Father, forgive me for holding any offense towards her. Because my kids are a place that I have to grow. I'm just telling you, I'm growing. I'm growing. Why? Because in some places, I held my kids as idols. Tell the truth and shame the devil. <laughs> oh! Tell the truth and shame the devil. In some places, come on now. Come on now. We dealt with our kids being idols last week. Tell the truth and shame the devil. So, so that's still a place in which I'm growing. That's still a place where God is nurturing me. And that's still a place where God is teaching me how to grow up. It's called spiritual maturity. We are always working. Well, I cannot do that one more time. Tell the truth and shame the devil. So when, when I'm insecure, when I'm insecure, right? So when I'm not, when I'm secure, I can be easily, I can pass it off, right? I might get offended sometime, but unless it's major, my God, I ignore it. It's like, it's no big thing. And then I don't expect somebody to be perfect. I don't expect somebody to get it right all the time. Tell the truth and shame the devil. I don't expect somebody to get it right all the time. A spiritually mature person will reason and rationalize things. A spiritually immature person that's insecure knows that they're not always right. Narcissistic people ignore. And can I tell you something? When we are dealing with insecurities and we are dealing with offense, no matter what the person says, my God, no matter what the person says, my insecurity, do not let them hear me. I'm going to, the situation will get twisted. I will twist the situation. I'll think I heard something that I haven't heard. I'll think I'm right when I'm not right. My, they could be right. I could be wrong. I don't fairly assist the situation. Another sign that you're insecure is that you are easily offended is that you want all eyes, all eyes on me. Okay. I want all eyes on me. I want it always to be about me. The conversation got to be about me. Um, it's me, 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 me. And what this does, this affects the body and we dealing with offense that we don't even need to deal with offense I want I and, and I I want eyes all eyes on me I want everything to be centered and as long as it's good and it's centered and everybody cheerleading me and hugging me and loving me and pat me on my back then guess what I'm good with everybody else can I tell you something you really are high maintenance in relationships so let me give you a few scriptures, right? Let me give you a few scriptures to help us with getting over being offensive. Offended. One, you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. You got to start giving people the benefit of the doubt. Everybody isn't against you. Um, every time somebody, if somebody comes to you and they say something the opposite of what you feel is true, you got to pause to begin to evaluate and ask yourself, am I easily offended because there's some truth to the comment? I'm pause for just a second because I want you to put that in your note. Am I being easily offended because there's some truth to the comment? <laughs> At the reason, am I being offended because there's some truth to the comment? Am I being offended because there's some truth? I might be being offended because there's some truth to the comment, right? Proverbs 19 and 11 tells us to overlook an offense. People don't always intend to hurt you, right? Proverbs 19, 11, a person's wisdom yields patience. 
it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. If I'm walking in wisdom, it's going to yield patience. Right? It's going to yield patience. Am I offended because this is the truth? Is there some truth to what this person is saying to me? Ooh! And if I love this person the way I say I do, then I'm going to give, a, give the benefit of the doubt to think good towards this person and not evil. A mature person in faith does not make assumptions. Can I say that one more time? A mature person in faith does not make assumptions. A mature person in faith does not assume. Not a mature person in faith. A mature person in faith is really listening for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit to back it up in the word. Can I tell you something? If you hear a spirit and it does not drive you to the word, then that might not be the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you something? The Lord showed me this morning. When Eve was in the Garden of Eden and the snake started talking to her, why didn't she get afraid? That's what the Lord showed me. Why wasn't she afraid of a talking snake? Why wasn't Eve afraid of a talking snake? Because if a snake starts talking to me, I'm out. That must have been a usual circumstance for her. That had to be. That snake talk something that had no, you send a snake, all of a sudden snake, of course, it had to be a you. And I'm not saying that because it doesn't say it. perhaps the the, the the animals in the garden talked. The relationship, they had dominion over the animals. There was no fear towards the animals. Perhaps they communed with, I hope I'm you hearing this in the spirit. Perhaps they communed with the animals frequently. When you commune with offense frequently. I'm going to close my Bible up so we can go and we can do our confession. When you commune with offense frequently. When you commune with insecurity Frequently, when you're in a space where you deal with something frequently. So she had to deal with the snake frequently for the snake to even be able to have a conversation with her. She had to deal with the snake frequently. Oh, I got to get out of here. She had to deal with a snake frequently. This had to be a norm for her, for her to even pause to listen to the snake. <laughs> there had to be a normal place for her to dwell in. That had, that had to be. Because if, if I'm Jenny, if I'm in the garden... If I'm outside and a snake comes up to me right now and starts talking to me, I'm a runner. I'm out. I'm running in my door. I'm going to lock the door and I'm going to sit in my house like this. <laughs> and I'm going to call somebody to come get the snake. Right? But if I am used to communing or being around the snake or being connected to this particular environment, then when the snake starts talking to me, this is going to be abnormal normal for me. So then if the snake starts talking to me um, in a normalcy or I'm used to being in this environment, I'm used to the communion, I'm used to connection, then I'm not going to question what I'm hearing. <laughs> not gonna, I'm not going to question what I'm hearing. I'm not, I'm not. That's what the Lord showed me. He said, you're not going to question what you, you're hearing. You're not going to even try to validate what you're hearing because this is a normal part of your process. So if I'm going to be wise and mature in the Lord, I'm going to question what I hear. If it's not peaceable, if it's not a good report, if it's not lovely, if it's a wicked imagination, if it's anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, because here's what I know about God. If you have a problem with the person, if you got a problem with a church, if you got a problem with a community and you God is not, the word of God says, connect and go to. It does not say disconnect and go away. That's not what it says. That's not what it says. It says connect and go to. It gives you a, take it to the person first. Bring in counsel. Take it to the church. After you follow the steps, if it don't work then, then, then go. Then go. But if I commune with offense, if I commune with insecurity frequently, it, it will sound like the, but it may be my spirit of offense talking to me. Second thing is, so I got to give people the benefit of the doubt. I got to start thinking. The next thing is I got to lighten up. <laughs> when we are easily offended, we make everything about us. Everything ain't about you. I had to realize this. Everything ain't about you. Everybody not thinking about you all the time. 
When we get offended, we think the other person had us in mind. Everybody is not thinking. Lighten up. Breathe, baby. Breathe. Get you. Breathe. Every situation ain't about you. Breathe. It ain't about The Lord has to say, everything about you, boo. That's what the Lord started telling me. Every, everything about you. Everything is. You got to lighten up, girl. Everything about you. Every time you walk in the room. Everybody ain't talking about you. Everybody ain't looking at you. People, people could be admiring you. You could walk in the room and people might be captivated by you. You could walk in the room and the glory of the Lord could be shining on you. Everything is not about you. My God, when I am light, when I am free, right? He who the Son says free is free indeed. When I am free, when I am light, then I walk away from offense. My God, I got to ask myself, am I offended? Because some someone says something that I don't agree with. I might not agree with what the person said. Don't mean it's not right. <laughs> might not agree with what the person said, but it does not mean it's not right. Ooh, can I say it one more time? I might not agree with what the person said. But it does not mean it's not right. Am I offended because they said something I don't agree with? Ooh, am I offended because they said something I don't have the faith for? Am I offended because my, I ain't never stepped into this realm of the glory? I, I ain't never walked with God in this way. Ooh, am I offended because they bring in a spiritual truth that I'm not convicted by yet? Oh, my God. And then the last thing, am I offended because I'm always looking to be offended? It's normal for me to be offended because that's what I've been, right? My God, because that's how I've been. But can I tell you something? You have the authority over offense. You, you got the authority over offense. You choose whether or not you get to be offended. So that's it. Father God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for a correcting and a calming word. I thank you for giving us the wisdom to rise above offense. I thank you for every note. I thank you for the creators. I thank you for the writers. Um, I thank you, Father God. And Cindy Beal, and um, I have one more resource that I used for this. I don't want you to think this was all me. I like to give people credit because I don't like to plagiarize. Um, so I have notes. Some, some, I took these notes from some places. But I'm telling you, my God. Father God, thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. Deal with us in places where we may be offended. So can I tell you something? The goal of offense is to divide, conquer, and divide. Conquer and divide. Conquer and divide. The enemy wants you offended for, so that you can disconnect from your assignment, from your wealthy place. He wants you out there like the little gazelle. Let me tell you the story of the little gazelle. The little gazelle, now I got all the gazelles, they better in a pack, they better in numbers, right? But this one little gazelle gets distracted off there, over on their own, doing their own thing. And what they don't even recognize is they are being preyed upon by a lion that's about to take them out. That perhaps if they stayed in the pack. Can I tell y'all something? Can I give y'all my own testimony? I got offended by something somebody did and walked away from a particular season in my life. And I know it cost me because I was too immature, spiritually immature, to recognize what they were saying to me was for my good. What they were saying to me was accurate because I, I was insecure. So when they start giving me what I needed, right? And because it didn't taste sugary to me, the meat wasn't sweet. Because it didn't taste sugary to me, I disconnected. I disconnected. I disconnected from where I was supposed to be. And it cost me. It cost me my development. It cost me divine timing. It cost me. And this is going to help you. I'm going to tell my own story. Tell my own truth. Because I got easily offended. And I let offense and insecurity drive me away from my wealthy place. And God rerouted me to come back. 
But the road that I had to go through in between there, that was difficult. It was more difficult than it should have been. And when I came back, right, and the Lord began to show me me, everything that they had said about me was completely accurate. Everything they had said. But the eyes of my understanding were not open because insecurity had me blinded, had me could where I could not. Everything they said about me was completely accurate. Had I stayed in position and place in the relationship, right? Because kingdom is a relationship. Community is a relationship. Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> iron sharpens iron. That's scriptural. Had I stayed in a position and place, some of the things I went through, I would have never experienced. But humility was not in me in that season in my life. I was so prideful. That's why one of the things that I constantly pray is, Lord, show me, forgive me for not being humble enough. I pray that constantly. Forgive me for not being humble enough. I, I want to take the low road. I want to be humble. I always want to be teachable. I always want to be correctable. I do, not, I do not want to miss anything you're trying to do in my life because of being in prideful places. Because I don't like what I'm hearing, but it doesn't mean that it's not right. Oof. Let's do our confessions. Let's go. Two things. If the Lord places on your heart to give, go to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Can I tell you something? What I was saying, the things that I was saying when I disconnected, they don't know me better than me. Well, I knew the offended insecure me. That's who I knew. They don't know me better than me. And I had a love for God and I've been in church all my life and I served in church and I worship and I pray. They don't know me better than me. Well, I knew the insecure offended me and they did too. But what they saw in me was what God, what God was telling them I was. Lord, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding. I hope this helps somebody today. I want to, I want to, I help, yeah, deal with it. You, and so can I tell you something? You got to deal with insecurity. I deal with insecurity. You got to deal with insecurity. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. Can't avoid it. It don't just come out. You don't just, I hope this seed multiplies a hundred times in your life. The word, the word is the seed. I hope it multiplies. It don't just come out. You got to deal with it. You got to admit I'm insecure. You got to admit I'm an easily offended person. All of it starts with admitting. And then you got to ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Help me with this. If you begin to ask him, you got to ask Jesus. Jesus, give me your holiness. Right? You got to deal with it. You got to make recompense. I had to go back and apologize to people, not just for offending them. I had to go back and apologize to the people who were trying to love on me and insecurity wouldn't allow me to allow them to. I had to go back and say everything you said was actually exactly right. Because, again, if everybody is saying it about you, it don't mean it's wrong. Woo! Let's go. Confessions. I'm a new creature. Remember, Tomorrow is the last day we're confessing this. We're adding a new set of confessions on Monday. So this, but continue to confess this in your private time. We're adding a new set of confessions. We're going to have so many confessions that we have built up. Come on. I'm a new creature in Christ. Woo! All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin, alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prospered in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every, let me say this. I need to pause and say this. I ain't saying this about no money. If you are giving into the ministry, like the Lord has led you to give to the ministry, make sure you cash out. My finance person has made sure I clear this. Now, if you cash out me and I realize it's your tithes or your offering, I always send it over to her. Make sure you cash out the ministry, dollar sign, LMJ, ministry and send it to the LakeishaMJohnson.com. That is separate from if the Lord tells you to personally sow into me. Typically what I do is transfer everything over. They'll tell you that. I'm just 
in, we integrity character. I'm clarifying this because sometimes people will cash out me what is what goes to the general fund, right? So what I turn around and do is I make sure I send it over. But it will help her out for accounting purposes that if you would send it directly to dollar sign LMJ Ministry. My, now, if you got a problem and cash ain't working, send it to me and I'll send it over and text me or message me and tell me that. But do it there. And then the PayPal on the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com or your credit card on the website. I needed to clarify that so that I can make sure things are kept straight for our finance person. Now, if the Lord tells you to sew it into me, like I need you to sew this into Lakeisha, then that's the dollar sign just being LMJ. I just wanted to bring clarity here. I, I straightened it out, Kim. Thank you. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination, every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump, meditating on negative things that he offers me. I do not speak negative things. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God, but I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give. Oh, ladies, Bible study. I cannot wait to teach next week um, on generosity and storehouse. This is going to be so powerful. Come on. I cast. It's more blessed to give than receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I do not fear and I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. Ooh, thank you, Lord. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the work and the miracles. Lord, I thank you that you're fanning the flame on their spiritual gifts in Jesus' name. The word of faith, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, healing, and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all the time. I've been set free, free to love, to worship, to trust, with no fear or rejection of being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy in all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose rather to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making all the most of my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body. If you've been dealing with pain, you need to confess this four, five, six, seven, eight times today. Like, do it. Don't take it like a, a medicine. Take it like you would take medicine. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. Isaiah 53, 3 and 4. Keep saying it. Take it like medicine. Take it like medicine. Take it not like medicine until it happens, until it occurs. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. My God, I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I am obedient and no rebellion operates in me. My God, I thank you for my husband. My God, I thank you for my husband. My God, I thank you for, you, for my husband. For I know this is your will and desire for those of you who are married, to be married and to stay married. My God, I know it's your will and desire for me. 
my God, to be married, Lord God. So I thank you for my husband in advance. I thank you for our marriage. I thank you, Father God, for the glory that will be given to the kingdom. I thank you for miracle signs and wonders. I thank you, Father God, for the ministry, the lives we will change just with our marriage. I thank you, Father God, for a safe place in our marriage. Woo! I drive out all insecurity and offense. My God, I thank you, Lord God, that we will love each other and honor each other. My God, in Jesus' name, amen. Woo! My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. Woo! All my household are blessed in their deeds, blessed when we come in, blessed when we go out, and all that our owners pay for, and I owe no man nothing except to love him. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all. God loves you. He loves you so much that he met you right here today to give you exactly what you needed to make sure you're operating in a clean heart. Lord, thank you for removing the scales from our eyes. We will not take this word for granted. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Oh, y'all do me a favor. Judah is going to be teaching chapel today at school. So just declare, preach Judah, preach. Preach like Jesus, Judah. Will you declare that over him today? Preach like Jesus, Judah. He's going to be teaching chapel today. I'm going to come in and help him a little bit. Um, preach like Jesus, Judah. Y'all pray and cover him today. I thank you. Thank you for this community. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Oh, 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Back. Prayer and consecration. If you've not... Oh, my YouTube family. Um, if y'all want, message me. And I can put us a little... I, if you want to do the consecration but you're not on Facebook... Send me a message and I'll put the prayers in a private group for us. I'll have to upload them later, but I'll put them in a private group for us. If you are on YouTube and you're not on Facebook right now and you want to be a part of the consecration, let me know. Send me a message and I'll do that for y'all. I love y'all so much. See y'all. Some of y'all at 7 a.m. I'll see the rest of y'all in the morning at 5 a.m. And I'll see some of y'all tomorrow at 12. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.